guys. Welcome back to another episode of Hypocrisy. I'm your host, Shazan, and today I'm joined by... Hey, guys. I'm Ahmed. Hey, guys. I'm Lana. Hi, guys. I'm Rowan. Hey, guys. I'm Ranin. I once read a quote that said, whenever anyone asks me where I'm going, I always think the ultimate destination is death, but we all make stops along the way. And in a very twisted way, I think that's very, very beautiful. Like when it comes to the purpose of life, it can be divided into like two things, you know? Like some people perceive the way of life or like the purpose of life up until the point of death, while others do the stops on the way. And like, that's what I got from the quote. Like, you know, there are two ways like people perceive this purpose. One of them perceives it as the ultimate end, death. And the other one perceives it with stops on the way. Like, you know, milestones in their life, right? Yeah, and it's also the same thing as, like, some people think, like, we're all going to die anyways, so what we do in our life doesn't matter. But at the same time, the fact that we are going to die in a very, very short amount of time means that every single day and every single thing we do counts. Does that make sense? Not so, in a religious way or in a afterworld type of way, but just in a destiny and what you do with your life. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Razan, what you mentioned first, like where many people say we're just going to end up dead anyways, right? That's actually like the concept of nihilism. Like it's a very dark concept, but many people perceive it to be the truth. Like whatever I do, no matter who I hurt, uh, who I kill, who I'm rude to, what good I do, what charity Mm -hmm. I do, none of it matters, and I'm just going to die. And what do you guys think of this view of nihilism? Like, do you think it's dark but truthful, or...? I I think it's an excuse to be lazy, to be honest. It's true, but I mean, while you think, like, um, that might be true, that they're just, like, using that excuse to be lazy, I also think that at some there's, like, some days where you're just going to feel like your only purpose is to just be very mediocre, have a very mediocre life, and just die. But other days, you know, you feel like you have this purpose, whether it's, like, to help someone out or something, or it's, uh, something's waiting for you at the end of uh, the line, you know? And also life is a very, very beautiful thing. And just like anything else mm-hmm. meaningful, we tend to make the most of it or we should make the most of it. And so why spend your life doing nothing and thinking that nothing you do matters or nothing you do counts? Because even if it doesn't count, exactly. just the way you act, the way you perceive life when you think that there is something out there for you just makes your world better. And if there is something that we can hang on to that makes us happier, that makes us more excited, that makes us feel alive, then what is the problem with that? Exactly. If you find something that makes you anticipate life more and have a passion, uh, I think you should, like, stick with that and grasp it. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, I don't mean to, like, bring religion and ape versus atheism into this, but, like, of course you don't. many atheists, any atheists to discourage the concept of religion 
actually say we advise people to stay within religion because it is a bit hard to have a purpose without religion. You know, um, like, for example, many people do good things for the sake of heaven and God, you know? Um, I think all of you are very familiar with that. Like, many people will yeah. give charity for God. Many people will be kind to others because of God or whatever. And it's also scientifically proven that those who follow a religion are less likely to kill themselves. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. cool. I don't know how to explain it, but I think the purpose of our life is to reproduce and kind of sort of max out the survival skills of our species. Very so evolution. But, yeah, basically. But don't you think our purpose in life is a lot more? I think well, life I mean, has so much I, to offer that just reproducing. I did read a book that our whole existence is so we can contribute to the theory of entropy. That was interesting. But it, I feel like, just, like I feel like each person choose, chooses their purpose in life. Like it's not given to them. They actually like choose it. They go on their own path. They choose how to live their life. But also, since life is short and they tend to choose how they live their life, that doesn't give them the right to ruin other people's lives or interfere in other people's lives. They just have the chance to live their own life. This is what I feel like the purpose of a person is. Mm. I mean, definitely Fair. when it comes to the way you spend in search of that purpose or the way you let's say journey upon that purpose definitely yeah. stands on what you put your ultimate goal in because exactly also like, i don't believe in in destiny that much i don't think that we're born into a specific role that we carry out i think that as we grow up and as we learn more about ourselves, we find something that really resonates with us, something that we love so much that we feel that we were supposed to do this all along. And so we think it's yeah. our destiny when it's yeah, just it something you create yourself. Exactly. No, I tend to, I tend to I go think with the, the only common... way. No, like with I regards go, to destiny, okay. I, I mm -hmm. go with like the general Islamic concept of it which is basically like there are two destinies, right? One of them is basically unchangeable. Like you can't change it. God decreed this 50,000 years before the creation of anything. Mm -hmm. And basically the other type is that there is a yearly, a yearly, um, um, how can I say, a yearly destiny, you know? And that yearly destiny basically changes. And, but the changes again in accordance to the... Yes. There, no, but that's like, that's different. You know, sometimes there are things that are meant to happen to teach us so we can learn from things so we can grow. But that doesn't, and it might seem, it might seem like it's inevitable that it was supposed to happen but I think that if you actually try to avoid something, you can. I feel like our destiny, the only destiny planned for us is our death. And I feel... 
She is right. The only thing that is certain is death. The yeah, only the only thing That's planned true, for us is but... death. And the rest, you can just live it and choose how to live it. But the yeah, only the thing that's actually planned is our death. This is what okay. I believe in. See, as I'm like... saying, like, I I take, like, this religious view of it because, and, like, it, and it comes in, like, the argument, then do we have any free will? But, like, the thing is, we don't know what is destined for us. So, in essence, when you live your everyday life, you don't really think of destiny right only when it comes to like a perspective or like when you you know you have those moments where you just have like an outlook on your own life you start thinking of these things i know what you mean i know yeah what you like mean, you but just like... start like compliment like compliment like but contemplating every aspect here's the of life. thing with destiny just like Deneen said before, I think it's an excuse for people to be lazy. Because whenever anything happens to people, especially those who believe in destiny, they're like, oh, this was supposed to happen. And like, there was yeah. no way I could avoid this. But that's not mm-hmm. true. You need to be in order for you. There's only one way for you to actually be happy. You have to be committed to creating a life that you love for yourself, that you are willing to sit through the most uncomfortable and annoying times of growth and loneliness and solidarity to get to wherever you want to be. It doesn't matter if you're smart. It doesn't matter if you're pretty. It doesn't matter if you're social. If you don't work on yourself and if you don't have a plan, maybe it doesn't have to be detailed. You just have to know where you're going. Because if you go through life aimlessly, then your life will be nothing. Exactly. Exactly. See, like, that's the thing. Many people, like like Azrazan said, um, do certain things and, oh, it was supposed to go this way or, oh, this is not my fault. It's just destiny or yeah. whatever. See, yeah. that's also where the fault another... comes in. You don't know your own destiny. You don't exactly. know what's going to happen the next yeah. minute, the next day. You're not, you don't know where you're going to be in two weeks, right? You can exactly. literally slip on the stair and die today. Exactly. Like, those things... Yeah. We as humans, we don't know them. We can't blame it on simply destiny, right? Yeah. But when something happens, the correct thing to say is, it happened, it's part of my life, I need to accept it and move on. Exactly, you can't it. dwell on the past. Exactly. So you just if you don't say like you accept something it and you in your it. life. If you don't like something in your life, you change it. And if you can't change it, then you move on. You leave it and you never look back. Exactly. Exactly. Also, an example that we're actually living in right now, a very false one, is that during this pandemic, people are not taking it seriously. Some people are not taking it seriously. And they're like, oh, if God wants me to get the virus, I'm going to get the virus. And no, that's not true. If you take the the correct precautions and everything you need to do, you won't get the virus. It's not that God wrote for exactly. you, you won't get the virus. And that's a very false statement that we're living See, in Lana, right now. that's the thing. Like, there's this saying where, like, like, a Bedouin, you know, a man who's in the desert. Yeah. He goes up to, like, the prophet. Um, and he basically leaves his camel untied. Then the prophet asks him, um, why did you leave your camel untied? He said, oh, um... If God wills it to run away, it will run away. If God doesn't will it to run away, it will stay there. 
So God said, so, I mean, sorry, the prophet said, tie your camel, then put your trust in God. Exactly. So we take the precautions needed for the coronavirus, then we put our trust in God. Exactly. And here's the thing. If you want something in life, you have to go after it. You can't sit around and wait for something to happen. You have to be firm about your choices now. You can't go back to habits or situations or people that weren't helping you evolve. You have to remind yourself why you decided to move on and leave those people and those things and stop dwelling in the past because it's not going to help you. What if and what would have been are... Those are phrases that you should never use. If an opportunity doesn't exist, you need to create it. You don't wait. Yeah, exactly. that, I, I agree with you. By the way, guys, what also, do you think of this? Um, like, there's a saying that says, like, when you see a door is closed, leave it and go to another. Like, do you, do you think you should keep knocking on that door or you should just go to another door? Like, you know, I, I, th- I think this is important because on the purpose, like, when we are going through our life, Certain opportunities See, will definitely there are be different. There are different types of, of people. Exactly. People will do that differently. Some people will knock. Some people will try to lockpick their way through. And some people will just ignore it. Some people will be like, that's okay and move on. And other people, yeah. you know, you, just, you need to decide if it's worth risking everything that you have in order to go through that specific door. So exactly. that's what you guys you would need do. You need to know if like, it's worth say, it. Yeah, so that's what you do when an opportunity comes up in your life and it suddenly goes away. I think in order... Yeah. I think what in if order you to... don't know what's through the door? Then how can you base your decision? That's the thing. That's a difference between people. That's Some whole people risk. are willing to take risks and others aren't. Yeah. I mean, exactly. definitely I say take risks because what do you have to lose? And, like, look around you. How many people settle in their everyday lives? They Mm -hmm. have okay jobs, okay friends, okay lives. Nothing is exciting. Nothing is... Exactly. They just live live a mediocre life forever. And then they die. And no one's going to remember their name. See, that's the thing. Are we, like definitely the thing of intention like the concept of intention will come up here like are you doing these things for people to remember you after your death or are you doing it so that yeah. people benefit but don't you see guys this is the purpose of survival and like every the purpose of a human is survival and it's death which comes right after survival so everything we do right now is survival which is leading to death you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you want to live your life surviving or do you want to actually live? Does that make sense? I hope it yeah, does. Yeah, like, there you the wanna, yeah, yeah, it does. Like, do you want to live your life bare minimum or do you want to do extraordinary No, things? there was this phrase, survive or thrive, I think, something like or that. Or thrive. Wait. We can't live our life just wanting to survive. Or yeah. from a paycheck to another, from a meal I, to another. Yeah, I feel like, like that's it, what. Um, I feel like that's what separates the human race from every other creature, and every other race, because you know, 
every animal, every creature is based upon one thing, survival. You know, finding yeah. food, finding hunt, finding prey, and then going and to obviously... making a nest and going to sleep. Like, you know, taking care of the children, like yeah. the baby, like the baby birds or cats or whatever, you know? And obviously that was our aim in life as well. But we've yeah. evolved to the point exactly. where survival isn't the number one thing on our list. It might yeah, be exactly. for some people, but we yeah. are fortunate enough, we are privileged enough to think about actually having a life. Yeah, and the world has beings... so much more to offer. Yeah, human beings are different. Like, there is not just, you know, survival to it, you know. Um, you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. at the first level, it's shelter, you know, surviving, which is basically what every animal, every creature needs, shelter. Shelter with all, the, like, the resources to exist. And then it goes on, on, on to another stage, which is basically making friends and other things. No, I don't. I don't remember the exact details of the uh, hierarchy, but it's basically like five levels of a pyramid, and at the end of it is self-actualization, where you basically know every part of yourself and you can like choose to deflect or reflect it onto others. Cool. But do you guys think that you should always put yourselves first? No, but also yes. Yeah, but in which way do you mean? Like I would, I would have answered the same thing. But how? In which way? In do you terms mean? of survival, you should definitely put yourself first because survival, are... just in everyday life. I think it depends on what stage in life you are. Yeah. For example, I if I were, anything. you know, for example, when you're on a plane, they always tell you, um, like they show you. To put the, the mask screen. on first and then help exactly. others. Exactly, and then your child. But you here's see, the thing. Yeah. Many people think that's selfish, but you can't help your child if, you're, if you, your own self, are literally suffocating. Exactly. Because then you're also going to mess up that for your child and for yourself. So why not do I something think... properly and then hope for other things to go well? I think ultimately you need to put yourself first. Because nobody's going to put you first, no matter how exactly. kind you yeah, are, be selfish. no matter how, um, exactly, you have to be selfish with things that concern you. You might not be selfish in the future when you have children or when you have someone or something to take care of. But at this point in our lives, we have nothing ahead of us except of our future and what we make of it. And so exactly. if you don't put yourself first, then you're kind of stupid. Like, I mm -hmm. think sometimes it's not your choice. You know, say someone had a gun to someone you love. Some people don't jump in to save them. Others jump in. It's like an instinct. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But it's also like some people put others first in every single thing. Like, if you're helping your friends out or if you're helping some family out, like, that's okay. But when it comes to a point where you're hurting yourself in order to help others, thanks. And I think this all, and I think this also correlates with self-love. Like I feel like when people hear the term self-love, they think that you know you love yourself and you're just you're perfect, and that is so far from the truth. They that it's think actually it's narcissism. Using. 
Exactly. No. And here's the thing also, people tell you to be confident. And when they're, and then when you're confident, they tell you that you're cocky. It's like, pick a side. Yeah. That's very Anyways, true. You know, that's the thing. You say... can never, you can never please everyone. Like, exactly. no matter what you do, of course, there are going to be a group of people who dislike what you're doing. And so what? And that's why I always say, like, don't change yourself for others. Change yourself for your own self. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I believe, like, all of us have a moral compass inside of us. I believe we all have, like, kind of like a testing stone inside all of us. A standard which we all stick to. And we should always guide our lives in accordance to this standard. Mm-hmm. Anyways, expanding on self-love, it's really not when you're perfect. I think self-love is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and trying in, in your everyday life to highlight those strengths and kind of work on your weaknesses. I think loving yourself is being at peace with yourself. And when you're at exactly. peace with yourself... I, I couldn't have worded that better, to be honest. And when you're at peace with yourself, you can make life decisions without feeling regret. And regret is the only human feeling that will probably last us a lifetime. There is always something that you're going to regret not doing or not saying. And I think living in regret sucks. So, you know, there is this um, thing where they ask like people who are like, um, like, you know, very old people. They ask them, what do you regret in life? And when they summed up everything everyone said. It was all of it, what I didn't do in life, you know? None of them said what I did do. They all said what I didn't do. So I regret a about, lot of things I did. Well, when we reach an older age, perhaps we won't think of the things we did. We'll think of the opportunities we miss. You miss all the, the thoughts you don't take. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people focus negatively on their life when they think of the things that they don't have instead of the things that they do have exactly and it's like a lot of like i i'm typically not a jealous person and a lot of people don't believe me when i say that but like and i really don't mean to be rude but i genuinely don't care about anybody like i don't care about what you're doing with your life i hope you do the best and you make the most out of your life just like i hope everybody makes the most out of their life but your life doesn't concern me particularly. Does that make sense? Yeah, because in the end, it's each person on their own path, you know? Like, if we're going to spend our life for others, those people are eventually going to go away and you're going to end up alone. Exactly. Like, and a lot of people tell me, they're like, like, Lana, Lana tells me, she's like, Nizan, you drop people too quickly. Like, you know, you don't like, but the thing is that I'm not, I can't live my life giving people second chances and third chances and fourth and fifths and sixths because I've tried yeah. that and okay. it doesn't That's work the out. Thing. Nothing is truly ours to be so concerned about liability. Like oh. we, like, I don't know if you guys get me, but I do. we're not liable for our own friends, you know, whether they leave mm-hmm. us or not, they were never truly ours. Exactly. Yeah, and, and on the self-love... Uh, sorry, um, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, on the self-love thing, um, people usually think that, like, you know, self-love and self-care comes, like, when you're 
just like taking care of yourself physically like just I don't know like spas or like I don't know just having a, a like you time I guess like by yourself but like I think it's more than that I think it's um like opening up about like like you said you, like your mistakes and your flaws and uh yeah appreciating it's what you're already mentally, good at. it's not Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's misrepresented like self love. I, mm-hmm. feel, like, on, I like, feel like it's yeah, misrepresented yeah. like self love. I think the purest form of self love is saying no to things that hurt you. That in the past you couldn't say no Definitely. to. And here's the thing if someone it's, it's really or something hard. is hurting you. Yeah. yeah. Ali Library is now on Instagram. Make sure you check our page. The link is in the description below. Ali Library, not just a library. Yeah, like many of us, we see it on like, for example, social media and everything like that. Like we see self-love as only doing the things you want, you know? Exactly. But sometimes self-love is going into the things that you're not particularly fond of. You know, it's a bit hard. Self-love yeah. is doing what you need. Yeah, like it's a bit a hard. A lot of people yeah, think what self-love is, like is selfish. But it's, it's, it's being selfish with yourself, not towards others. Exactly. Like, even if it's towards others, a lot of people expect you to give up every single thing in your life to make them happy. And a lot of people like true. that exist. We know a lot of people like that. So if you want to call me selfish. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't mean that like, you know, um, you just you don't want to interact with anyone else or something. It's really just for you. It's for your health and your like how you feel at the end. Like exactly. and. If that needs like a fucking like vacation, I don't know, or like staying away from your phone, then so be it. Like you know, like that if that's what helps you like for forget and like take care of yourself and like really, uh, I guess perceive yourself in a good way, in a positive way, then I think that's what self care is really all about. You know, like I, I everyone should this. focus on themselves and know what they mm-hmm. want in life and find their purpose in life. You know, there's yeah. this quote in Arabic. It's like, um, And perhaps you may hate something while it is good for you. And then it goes on. And perhaps you may like I've something while that, it is yeah. bad for you. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. I think, I used to think our biggest perfect, I bring, let, let's start again. I used to think our biggest fault as human beings is that we fail to put ourselves in other people's shoes. But now I really think that our biggest fault as human beings is that we take things too personally. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like not like, everything yeah, is, about I know is about you. Exactly. Like not everyone exactly. does every step of their life, every inch of their own way just to do something concerning you. And here's the thing. Yes, you have to love yourself, but you also have to analyze and be critical of how you think how you act and how you behave, how you treat other people, because self-love without self-awareness is useless. Exactly. I think like self-love is like, mm-hmm. I, I like to think of it like an office with cubicles, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Like office with, with, yeah, office yeah, with office cubicles. With cu- 
each cubicle is your own life, your own circle. Like, not your own life, your own circle, but, like, it's you. Each cubicle is you. Next cubicle is the other person. Okay. But you don't... But you don't disturb the state of the whole office just to get the comfort of your own cubicle. So... You you lost me in the middle. (laughs) Yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is you enjoy your own comfort to the maximum, Mm -hmm. whereby you're not annoying others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. Like, like, I can get a pillow into my office cubicle, but I shouldn't mm-hmm. turn on music and annoy everyone, right? Yeah, I have to balance headphones. between it. Exactly. Wear headphones. And, and also, like... you... Go, Lana, it's okay. And also, another point is that when people tell you, be happy... Yes, you should be happy and you should take care of yourselves. But that doesn't mean for your happiness, I mean, you should bring other people's happiness for your own good. True. And another misconception about life is that we, we're supposed to be happy all the time. That when you exactly. love yourself, you're just, you can't be happy every single day of your life. It, it's not, it doesn't make sense. No, you see thing is if there was no sadness in our life we would never know what we would never know what happiness is exactly like, the only way we define happiness is the opposite of sadness the fact that we exactly. felt both you things, never know what light is without darkness period because you have nothing <laughs> <laughs> you have you have nothing to compare it to exactly it's it's basically the downs that make the ups up and it's the downs you get what I mean, right? Yeah, we do, we do. Yeah. And I definitely think that, like, the people that pretend that, like, it's always, like, positive and they're always, like, nice and, I don't know, they're just, like, they're faking it, I guess, and trying to exactly. portray a very, like, fake, happy life of theirs or, like, around others. And it shows. I personally think, yeah, it shows. I personally think those people are worse than the ones that are uh, realistic and actually know life for what it is. Are you glad? The hardships you guys that come with think... it rather than like just being happy and ignoring it. Okay, that's not very are shocking. You guys, but, like... Are you guys comfortable crying in front of other people? No, that's why I, I definitely said am. I am a crybaby, bro. Crying yeah. is for the weak. Depends, if you, if you, depends if on the person. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, honestly, as far as anybody is concerned, I don't cry and I don't have feelings. The number of people who have seen me cry, including my family, can be counted on a single hand. And my family is four people. I don't cry in front of people. I disagree because, like, whenever I feel like bottling it up can just be... I don't think that, um, what's it called, bottling it up is okay. I mean, I get, like, you just don't feel comfortable. No, you can you cry, cry by yourself. You don't have to cry in front yeah, of people. Yeah. It's not I bottling it up. I crying by myself. I always overthink <laughs> it and make the situation so much worse than it really is. Really? I feel like when I'm sad, yeah. I'm extremely dramatic. And the littlest <laughs> things that make me cry, I, they will just seem like the biggest problem in the world. And so when I tell people about them directly, it's like, and then yeah, I look at it the just... next day, and I'm like, what was wrong with me? Exactly. Like, it seems very yeah, petty. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know um that's the thing like for example me as a person i don't think i show a lot of emotion in front of others that's because like i'm not comfortable with everyone literally i don't want to be like transparent you know Yeah, you want to be mysterious. because mm, yeah <laughs> so i like to keep certain things to myself and you know if i feel comfortable with that i will do it so really like again this is self-love by itself Great. And I just have trust issues. Like, I'm just going to be honest. It's fine. Some people didn't grow up in, like, a very, um, like, they, Don't, it's don't fine. go Like, there. it's the Don't same thing. go there. <laughs> no, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I meant, like, No, you know how, like, it's some fine. people, like, Haley, and let's say, she didn't grow up in a very, very, like, affectionate where, like, they're very personal and, like, hug each other that much. And that's completely normal. Not everybody just goes around, and, like, their family and just, like, you know, is very open to them. I know I'm not because, like, sometimes you just don't know what, how to really talk to them. So it's fine, like, if you don't feel comfortable crying in front of them and stuff. For me personally, I feel like I'm, I trust my friends way more and I'm more, like, um, vulnerable towards them than, like, my Here's parents. the thing, I don't trust anyone, but if I had to trust someone, then I would probably pick, probably Donna, sometimes, maybe. If she doesn't That's comment sweet. about my voice, if she doesn't comment about my voice, then sure. But Oh. I <laughs> yeah, think understandable. it's a thing, I think we think that people are going to judge us. And one day Yeah. I, I Yeah. would like to be a lot more open with my emotions, but for now it's just not the case. Yeah, that's okay. Zanim, do you have emotions? Okay, so... Also, something else I would like to elaborate on is that don't let people ridicule you for the dreams that you have. I feel like when you have big dreams or when you set impossible quote, no, when you set impossible goals, people around you tend to just make fun of you. And that's only because they have a very sad life that is not going anywhere. Because Very they true. have low expectations and you have Yeah, high we ones. shouldn't judge other people's lives in accordance to our own achievements. Exactly. Or Yeah, based same on their goes own for dreams. others. Exactly. You know, so Like, if I just you... want to ask, what, if everyone, what is everyone's ultimate goal in life? Like, for example, let's start with Razan. What is your ultimate goal in life? Honestly, my ultimate goal in life is to end world hunger. Okay. Really cool. What about you, Rowan? Um, I think making, uh, like, I don't know, helping, but also, like, making enough money. Like, I want to, like, show off my affection in a materialistic way to everyone that's done me right, I guess. And just have, like, really good happiness. But, yeah, like... I like the whole my whole passion is just like having enough like uh money and being satisfied with my life in the end to the point where I'm also helping others that help me in the way in the journey to be satisfied. Guys, be nice to her. She might just be the next Oprah and we don't know it. Oh my So, god. be nice. Yeah, you never know, bro. <laughs> what Don't about ask you, Ahmed? me what's mine because I don't know what's mine is. <laughs>
Yeah, what about so you? After? You'll find it along the way. My goal in life is I always perceive that everything goes on to a scale. And, like, this scale is a spiritual scale. It's, mm-hmm. like, let's say something pure of white and light, bright and everything. And every evil that we do, every bad thing that we do stains it. And I like to call this a heart, spiritual heart. And basically my goal is to purify it by the time I die. That's nice. Yeah, thank you. I feel like that correlates a lot with your, like, religious, like, beliefs. Like, you... Yeah, it's it's incorporated, so that's cool. No, but here's the thing, Ahmed. Life is a masterpiece. And like you said, the bad things we do stain it. But... yeah. There is no way you can live your life without doing something bad. And that's okay because it adds more color. It adds yeah. more dimension. Character development. <laughs> exactly. Character development. Exactly. And to everyone out there who can't think of a purpose for their life, don't feel bad. I think society tries to make us feel bad if we don't know exactly where we're going every single step of the way. And just because we set a purpose that we have right now it doesn't mean that we're going to achieve it or that it won't change but for now exactly. this is what we want to do yeah like you don't need to have your life figured out by like you know 25 or something like a strict exactly. age you by just go with the flow most of us <laughs> yeah. here are 16 and it's okay if you have nothing if you have like no idea what to do with your life yeah like as in the case of what to do with your life like do you mean what you're gonna who you're gonna be in two years five years or who you're gonna be by the time yeah and what you want to achieve and those types of stuff yeah so definitely like everything is depending on your concept of it really i think the more time you put into yourself cultivating yourself the more you know what you want to do with your life yeah definitely for sure what about you, Anim? What What do you think your purpose is? Kind of just want to live in isolation in the woods, surrounded by ten of my children. <laughs> kind of my children. <laughs> no, I said a ton, not kind of my children. Oh, ten, I heard, I heard oh. kind of. Oh. Well, do you want your husband to be there, or do you not want a husband? I'd like a husband, sure. You like him, sure. Yeah, she's like, that's okay. The more, the merrier. Like, if he's going to be there, then okay. Do any of you here want to get married? Yeah. No. Yeah, actually. Don't want to be lonely. But you can have friends. True. I'm I'm not a people person. I stick to only a few people, so I'd prefer a husband instead of a bunch of friends. To be honest... And I prefer, actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if I prefer friends or husband. You can well, have, you both, can have but, both, but yeah, yeah but like, but like, I feel like a husband is so much commitment. Like you have to be it's so I mean, much commitment. And my, for it. Yeah, I just don't this see is myself why I agree even with like marriage or dating. Because of no, commitment. like it's not like that because. If you're just going to date for, like, hookup culture, that's fine. No one's judging you for that. But you have to realize that your partner... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have to, like... judging you for it. 
<laughs> just, yeah like you have to see with your partner what the long-term thing is before you start like you don't have to like you have to take it easy and see what they want and what you want if it doesn't work just break up with them if not you know what they want so i don't know if that makes sense but commitment is just such a like big thing for me but like here's i don't the think thing the one you think commitment is scary because like i, I know this is gonna sound so cliche yeah, but, like, but you, you haven't the found the right person and like I, I'm not speaking of experience. I don't have any experiences in this, if I'm gonna be honest. And but the thing is, I have such high standards for myself. And I feel like when you find someone that meets your standards, then you won't mind committing to them. But what concerns me with marriage is sacrifice, especially in the Arabic world, because women mm-hmm. are supposed to sacrifice their whole entire life. For men. Exactly. And it's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, because if I move somewhere and I live there and I go to college and I work and I have my life and my friends and everything, why am I supposed to leave everything behind to go to him? For Does a that man. make sense? Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah what is he going to give me? I don't want his money. He, he can't be that great. He's a man. He can't be that great. Let's be honest. Oh, my God. <laughs> To me, the concept of marriage is two people completing one another, you know, with their imperfections. (laughs) And yeah, exactly. That's what I think of it. Um, You know, you have to sacrifice certain things for each other. At the point in life, exactly. Like, it's not like it's some big sacrifice like Abraham giving his own son. You know, no, that's not what I mean. Like sacrifices, small here and there sacrifices for the sake yeah. of your partner, and your partner does the same thing as well. You know, for yes, example. But that's not I always that. the case. Yeah. I, I was talking mm-hmm. about mainly Arabic culture, where the woman is expected to give up her whole entire life, not only to go to the man, but to raise his kids. Like it's all it's they're our kids. Exactly. I can't exactly. make a child like, by myself. I was gonna say yeah. like it. It's also, oh like, a relationship, like, a marriage relationship to me is something which you share. You know, you exactly. share... Exactly, it goes both ways. Exactly. And, Ahmad, you might think that, and I really appreciate the fact that you think that, but you have to understand that not a lot of people think like you. And even in our modern world in the 21st century, especially in the Middle East, many, many people disagree with you. It's um, normalized not to want, like, to marry or have kids, like, and as it should be, because the way that, like, I've seen, like, before, like, years ago, it just, it doesn't sound right to me. Like, have you seen, like, the 60s? Even in America, it was just as bad as here right now. Like, uh, the woman is, like, that's why there's all these, like, misogynistic jokes about dishwasher and stuff, because that's literally what they spent their entire life doing, like, from, like, before they married and then after they married and just... Yeah. Here's the thing. If you want to do that for the rest of your life, then you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. But like, it's you just shouldn't doesn't... enforce it onto others and say, "Oh, everyone yeah, should do it, it because I'm doing it." Yeah. If you want to be a housewife, go ahead. If you want to like live with like a husband and kids, like literally, that's so normal. That's the normal thing. But you can't shame or bash others for not wanting kids. And I actually had this conversation with this one guy and. He was like, ew, like, why would you consider, like, adopting and not marrying at all? And then, like, um, like, like, instead of, like, marrying and having, like, your own kids. And I'm like, you know, like, it doesn't revolve whatever you want. 
like not everyone's going to do the same thing you're doing like I'm not shaming you for what you want so don't shame my ideas Exactly. Thing, you can want kids and a career at the same time and you can do both at the exactly. same time my mother did like... both mm-hmm. my grandmother did both and it's okay exactly. like a relationship is like a scale you know there are two parts of it the way each other together you know you handle yeah, responsibilities together thing. you handle everything together and but here's the thing you see in theory it's amazing and it sounds it sounds yeah, really good i course. would like to have a person that i can share my entire life with that will be there for me no matter what that i could actually count on but when you see the reality of relationships Everywhere, anywhere, any relationship you've ever seen, even when you thought it was perfect, the moment they broke up and they bashed each other, whether it was to you personally or maybe even on the internet, it just makes you not believe in love that much more. Like, I'm certain it's out there and it's somewhere and it's this great idea and opportunity, but what I'm, I can't like not believe what I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's like you're ignoring the truth, and then when you get disappointed, it's just like, yeah, that's why I don't be believe surprised. in like the idea of like soulmates, like a twin flame, sure, because that just means like the same person as you, just in a different body. And no, I don't like to brand just... my concept as soulmate, but mm-hmm. like I just like to say two people completing one another with and without their imperfections. And yeah, sometimes... like it doesn't have to be romantic or yeah, exactly. like it can be platonic. Exactly. And sometimes you don't have to be the same exact person. Sometimes you can be the most different type of people, but there's just something that makes it work. That's the thing. People try to always put some sort of rule on love and, you know, like marriage and all of that. Like in the beginning in rom-coms, for example, they meet and then they start to like each other and then something big happens and they diverge, not diverge. They leave each other. They're forced to be separated. And then they will overcome this awesome obstacle. And they're going to be together forever. And now, nowadays, that we've kind of moved past movies, it's, it's an algorithm where there's an app. And you put in your favorite pizza or your favorite pet. And then you get someone compatible. But what if the person out there for you is the complete opposite but somehow that makes perfect sense yeah yeah i know what you mean like wait no i have a question though why don't movies show us after the happy ending why is it only that and now people are gonna because it all goes downhill and they're gonna be like who hurt (laughs) you but i'm just i'm curious i feel like this is what they want us to believe that Everything has a happy end. Has exactly. a happy ending. Doesn't. But not. I do believe that everything has a happy ending. No, I, I do. I do believe that. I think life as a whole has a happy ending. And if you're not at your happy ending, that means it's not the end. I believe in exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe not a happy true. ending like the movies, but there is a happy ending, if you want it to be. Yeah, if you want it to be, there can be a happy ending with you and yourself when you're happy and you're comfortable with yourself. See, there's this Arabic quote. It's like, after dishonor comes honor. You know, after every time, like, something 
you know, something goes wrong in your life, something mm-hmm. will come and uplift you. But and... what if you die before you achieve your happy ending? Not everyone gets that. That's the thing. Ending. What do you consider a happy ending? Like exactly when you're happy and to and what extent would it be like, you know, displayed? At peace with yourself and everyone around exactly. you. Exactly. That's, that's a happy no. ending. I'd consider a happy ending jumping in front of a bullet to save any person that I love or care about. Even if I don't get to accomplish any of my goals in life, the fact that I could save somebody and allow them to have a happy ending is a happy ending for me. Yeah, but then you die at peace with yourself knowing that you saved a life. So mm-hmm. Exactly. That's also true. Yeah, but you see, you see that how like the happy ending literally lasts thirteen seconds. They don't need to last thirteen years. Exactly. Yeah, it really depends on what you mean by happy ending. Yeah, exactly. We're not thirteen seconds. It can it can last three years in a nursing home. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but we're not talking about happy endings in movies. We talk about real life. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's funny how movies started as a depiction of life, as a way of storytelling, and now we separate real life from movies all the time because real movies seem like a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really weird. Yeah. That's why I prefer TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Vampire Diaries. (laughs) Not Vampire Diaries, like Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, but do you know what I'm watching? The meme. I think you would really like this. Uh, I'm watching. Um, I'm watching Criminal Minds, and I think you'd like it. What about? Well, they're they're the FBI. They're the BAU, which is Behavioral Analysis Unit, and they try to think like the criminals, and they get inside their head. In order to stop them from committing a crime, I'm, I'm watching. I'm very a into blockbuster show. movies. Oh, cool! It's fine. I'll watch it. It's like 13 seasons. It's really long. I still. Oh my one. god! What the hell? You don't have to finish it. It's been since like the 2000s, but anyway. See, you know, I feel really in touch with the TV show Grey's Anatomy because, like. No matter what the character uh, Meredith Grey goes through, she always, like, gets over it, you know? You know, something terrible happens to her, she gets back up on her feet. Two minutes later, again, something crashes her, gets back up on her feet. And she, she's just depicted as such a strong person, being able to go through so much and always getting back up. Yeah, so always, like, no matter what she goes through, she will always get back up on her feet. And that is what always inspires me from that TV show. But the real question is, how much can you go through and how much can you endure and actually get back up again? You know? See, there's this quote. It's like, God doesn't burden a soul beyond that it can bear. So it depends on the person and the situation. I just feel like every human is given a share of trouble in their life that their own person, their own self, can handle it. 
and like no one is given more than they can handle. Say that's that's all debatable. People that committed suicide. I disagree though, because like you can like be thrown stuff that you can't handle. Like, oh, and here's it's the thing. Not We're like... speaking from a very privileged position. Like, Ahmed, exactly. we haven't been through a quarter yeah. of what other children I our know. same age and even younger than us have been through. And exactly. So That's why I say everyone saying... can get through what they face. No, but here's the thing. Us because saying of those that... who have gone through worse than us. No, but... No, that's, see, no, that's like, wrong. Le- like, you like, you see, can't say from that. From the perspective because... of privileged people... We just mm-hmm. think, like, we go through so much because we feel a few emotions. No, shut up. There are people your same age. They go through so much worse, and they're able to handle it. Because every what person is not? different. Every, like, what do, what do we mean by handling it, though? Like, because that's the they're thing. alive doesn't mean they're handling it. I guess they Exactly. It doesn't it. mean that they're happy. And us as privileged people, I honestly don't think we can say that, like, like, it's like telling people to, like, get over it. And I know that's not what you mean, but coming from us, that's what it means. Like, when someone is molested by no, family or friends, like... or when, no, like, when someone is raped, when someone <laughs> is kidnapped for a yeah, year like, and they're yeah, just taken out of society. Trauma See, and that's like, that's what I, I don't mean. know like, how to explain it. When I'm saying like no matter what befalls you, you can always get over it. Is like when I say like get over it doesn't mean like oh the moment the things happen oh next day I'm up and I'm going just as always you know no because what happens to you will change you. It's like I don't want to like you know the struggles of rape for example. It's very horrendous and saddening um but it is going to change that person it is going to change the victim and to say to get back to your normal life is a wrong statement because there is no normal life life is always perpetual it is always changing you know Uh so like when i say they're gonna get over it i don't mean they're gonna get over it by like oh Next day, they're up and they're living as if it was yesterday, as if the event never happened, you know? No. This recovery process, the recovery is a process, you know? You're not going to wake up tomorrow, everything's fine. No. It takes time, it takes stages. But sometimes you can't recover when things are still being thrown at you. Like... I I understand what yeah, you're it's trying like, to say. It's not like it's it one struggle wrong. and then you deal with one struggle at the whole time. No, you will deal with many struggles all at the same time. But it's what you make out of it that makes life beautiful. Like, you know, no matter how bad what happened to you seems, yeah. there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Always. I guess you're right, but See, what we just talked about, like if I had let's say tweeted that, I would have probably gotten dragged. But <laughs> because I had the chance to explain myself, mm-hmm. it sounded a lot better to you guys, I think, right? Yes. 
Uh, I was still going to drag you, but I'm trying to be nicer. I was going to say, I personally don't think there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, well, I believe in the Quran that says that. Well, we have different beliefs. It's not It's not only, like, the Quran. Like, if you just look at life at a positive light, yeah, and like not be pessimistic. Like the quote I was quoting, it was like, Inna Allah No, but here's the thing, Ahmad. Like, I don't believe. Like, I think that for myself, that I can. I think I can get through anything. I think no matter what's thrown at me in life, I will get over it, and I will become yeah. better, and I will learn from it. But I, st- but I still can't say that other people are the same, because you have to realize. Not everyone not will handle it the same people. way as you would. Like, I feel like that's what we're supposed not to say. Not a lot of people can handle a lot of things. And maybe you are stronger. And maybe they are stronger, but no, they definitely we're all too given. Much. We're all given a share of struggle, different struggles, you know. Some have to deal with poverty as their struggle. But Others have to... argue that other people don't have it easier. Yeah, of course. I... Hmm? Wait, can you repeat that? You can't argue that a lot of people don't have it easier. We have it easier than a lot of people. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. I'm just saying um, it seems harder to us because we have not been through what others have gone through. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, it's a quote from one of a very early generation, they would say, um, in terms of good deeds, we look at those who have done more good deeds than us. And in terms of um, our happiness and our provision, we look at those who are beneath us. And they would also say, when it comes to age, we say, like, for old people, oh, imagine all the good things they've done. And for the young people, oh, imagine how little bad things they've done so it's a whole wide spectrum yeah i get that are we good are we done i think if you're gonna take anything away from today is that you need to go out and get whatever it is that you want no matter how crazy or impossible it sounds or seems I think you should always chase your dreams and never, ever settle for what's practical. And I think everyone here can agree. You tell them. Does anyone else want to say anything? Thank you guys for listening and tune in next week for a new episode of Hypocrisy. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.